mindset, performance, science, transforming communication, perspective, and boundaries. Welcome to the Redefining Success Show with Aaron Jewell, a Thrive Global Top 10 Coach of 2021. And now, here's your host, Aaron Jewell. Greetings and welcome to the show. Today, we are going to talk about leadership and ice cream. Yes, you heard it right. And the title will reflect as such. Nick Saban, a football coach for the University of Alabama, was once quoted for saying, if you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. If you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. And from the very little I know about college football, Nick Saban is quite popular. So I imagine that this quote has a lot of depth and wisdom to it, hopefully, although it seems quite simple. If you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. And although these podcasts are audio, I currently have a video. The the background of my video says, give a man a fish and feed him for a day. Don't teach a man to fish and feed yourself. He's a grown man and fishing is not that hard. And the quote is coming from none other than Ron Swanson. So Ron Swanson, who is, I believe, a member of Saturday Night Live, among other things, I want to say parks and recreation too. So a couple of pretty hilarious quotes to start off our time together for this solo cast. And so for the next 15 minutes or so, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Both of these quotes have a bit of a punch pack to them. One is And essentially, in both cases, it's kind of like, we're not here to make everyone happy as leaders. Listen, we're entering this time where it's become so much about what I can do as the leader for my employees. And earlier today, I was being interviewed on another podcast, and the the woman that was um, talking, she the, the host, she said to me at one point, she said, you know. And we were talking about this great resignation and we were talking about transitioning back to work and things like that. And she said, you know, well, what about the employees too? Where, where's the accountability there? So I, I was reflect, I've been reflecting on that throughout the day because those of you who know my work know that I really do spend most of my time focusing on the leader in the context of the team, but really focusing on how the leader can carry the most effective message how the leader can empower the team, you know, and it's funny because in my effort to take some of the pressure off that leader, I can sometimes forget that the employee has accountability as well. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit more, right? So for example, if you want to make everyone happy, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. While there's so many places that we can travel to with that very, influential and thought-provoking quote. However, what comes up for me during this time is the following. Leadership is not about making everyone happy. And leadership, in fact, involves a certain level of responsibility that almost predisposes an individual to piss people off, for lack of a better 
description, right? So we have the leader showing up, doing the best they can, you know, driving the deliverables for the organization, doing the best to meet the bottom line so that the organization remains profitable. And this is layers and layers and layers are involved with this process. And in addition to that, the leader is responsible for growing and developing the team, for empowering the team, for leveraging the strengths on the team. So for the leader, it's far less about themselves than it is the the needs of the organization and the needs of the team. They're almost a middleman and they are responsible for effectively communicating the needs of the organization to the team. Now, certainly there are so many other responsibilities that a leader has and a lot of leaders struggle, especially when they go from individual contributor or uh, technical expert roles, when they are all of a sudden being called to focus entirely on the team and not about the, not on their own accomplishments. So when that transition occurs, I think this is where Nick Saban's quote can really start to take effect as a new leader or even that leader that has somehow managed to slip through the cracks, that people-pleasing nature of potentially of that individual contributor can really become a source of conflict for the leader. So if the leader has this goal of pleasing the uh, leaders, their leaders, and pleasing the team, they're probably going to struggle a lot and ultimately um, perhaps even burn out and they, they can become yes people. And so Nick Saban's quote, if you want to make everybody happy, don't be a leader, sell ice cream. Well, there's really something to it, right? Are you looking to increase leadership competence and trustworthiness on your team? Do you see more opportunities to build rapport and a sense of community on your team? Are you challenged with completely trusting yourself and your team as a leader? Book a call today with Erin Jewell Consulting to learn more about the PACE Signature System. PACE, an acronym for Perspective, Alignment, Communication, and Equanimity, is designed to increase a sense of community and trustworthiness on your team to improve outcomes and drive the successful results you know that you and your team are capable of. All in six months. Go to erinjewelconsulting.com forward slash bookings for a free consult and enjoy. The leader in that, in that sense, if there's a leader that's trying to please leadership and trying to please the team, they're going to certainly feel stuck in the middle. So now that being said, let us transition to Ron's quote, Ron Swanson. We'll assume that's how it said. Give a man a fish. All right, let's, let's change up these pronouns a bit. Let's change up these names. Give a human a fish and feed them for a day. Don't teach a human to fish and feed yourself. They are grown humans and fishing is not that hard. <laughs> I love that. It's absolutely hilarious and so true. At what point as leaders are, especially today, as we're trying to find that balance, listen, I'm a millennial. I'm at the very edge of the bracket for what a millennial is. And I fully recognize that millennials are carrying certain stereotypes and generalizations. And it's funny because 
consider myself to have a strong work ethic. And I also recognize that I have access to more from a workplace culture perspective than even my parents did. So with that, I think there can be some confusion in the workplace where leaders feel called to really please their teams in order to maintain top talent when truth be told, the responsibility falls just as much on the employee as it does the leader. For example, the employee is completely responsible for translating their needs, desires, wants, and preferences in an effort to further align with what the organization calls for. The leader cannot be expected to read the employee's mind and understand what works well for the employee and what doesn't. Another area of consideration is with strengths. You know, I had a a student in one of my leadership classes not too long ago. We were talking about this idea of strengths-based leadership and how feasible it is for leaders to leverage the strengths of their teams. And this particular individual was responsible for several hundred employees on a manufacturing line. And this particular leader shared with me, they said, how am I supposed to know the strengths and desires of these several hundred individuals? Like how, how does that even work? They need to make their voices heard. They need to tell me what they enjoy and what they're good at and what they want to be involved with and what type of pathway they want to be on. And I couldn't agree more. You know, when I was in the healthcare sector as an employee within organizations, those of you who knew me during those times know that the last four positions I held in the traditional workforce were created for me. The last four positions were physically created for me based on self-promotion, based on acknowledging what my strengths were, what I enjoyed, and also acknowledging what the organization wanted and could benefit from my strengths, what the organizational needs were, which by the way, this is called values-based leadership, right? When one's personal values are aligned with organizational values. So today we've kind of, we've talked about a few things. We've talked about leadership and ice cream. Do you want to sell ice cream or do you want to be a leader? Now, does that mean we have to take this kind of hardcore, closed heart approach? Well, I certainly don't think so. And that being said, my opinion is my opinion. That's my assessment. I do believe that the most effective leaders, especially during this time, are going to be those who lead with an open heart. And the traditional leader is not used to that. So it's going to require some shifting. And with that, that open-hearted leader continuing to respect and honor that they will not receive approval from everyone. There was a book I read. It was a book written in the 70s. And I'll have to find out the title of this. I'm just thinking about this right now. And it talked about up to 50% of the people in your life at any given time are actually going to disagree with what you believe in or disapprove of you up to, up to 50% or on average 50%. I can't remember. It was one or the other. 
And that really stuck with me. And I interpreted that to mean that on average, 50% of any people in my life at any given time are going to not agree with what I believe in or, or am offering. And so that really helped me individually to be in a state of greater acceptance and not feel as though I needed to seek the approval of everyone. Now, that being said, I certainly can still get caught up in that space, in particular if I am engaging a new connection or a new group of people. I may have a tendency to feel more accommodating toward that group of people. And I really have to check with myself to see why I'm doing that and what I can do to take a healthier approach. And then the second thing we talked about today was employee accountability. So this, I think, might be something that is really going to resonate in particular during this time as we are exploring how to be better leaders, better humans, and better organizations what can we do to also continue to empower employee accountability, where the employee is coming to us with desires, maybe not this clear pathway or completely clear plan, but ideas and enthusiasm and creativity and a desire to innovate and grow. And also recognizing that during this time when so many are going back into the office, What is it that the employee can do to support the organizational needs while remaining aligned with what they value and what their families value? So with that, a few things to keep in mind. If there's anything that stood out today that is interesting for you or you have questions on, I am currently running a return to work, harnessing the power of purpose and perspective speaker series. It's going quite well, I might add, I'm grateful to say. And if you are interested in learning more about the program or you have any questions about anything that I've shared about today, please do visit erinjewelconsulting.com. That is E-R-I-N-J-E-W-E-L-L, consulting, all one word, .com. You can request a 15-minute virtual tea or even a free consultation if you have listened to today's show and it has sparked any interest in continuing to identify pathway goals, um, things like that. So with that, thanks so much for listening today. Until the next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, visit AaronJewelConsulting.com.